News Talk ZB International Correspondents with Fisher Funds, specialists in managed funds and KiwiSaver. Dan Mitchinson, US correspondent with us now. Hey, Dan. Hello, Heather. Now, how have the US authorities dropped the ball when it comes to the monkeypox outbreak? Well, I mean, look at the size of our, our, our country, and we spend something like $4 trillion a year on health care. But when it comes to preventing the spread of this, I think some health care experts say we have dropped the ball. We've got 15,000 cases right now, most cases in the entire world. And on the West Coast of the U.S., we're seeing it spread in cities like San Francisco between men or men who have multiple partners. And right now, 99% of the cases are are reported in these men. And I spoke with a professor of medicine, Dr. Monica Gandhi, who is a specialist uh, in San Francisco. And she said that if if this can't be contained now, then it's going to spread to the entire general population. What happened is at the beginning of the outbreak, the CDC said, well, let's try to test and contact trace our way out of this outbreak to contain the virus. That is actually not going to be as effective yeah, and 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 they she she admitted that you know what they just didn't see it coming as quickly as it did, and I I think we really don't have adequate testing at this point, and people aren't reporting or really know if they have the virus, so this is likely to continue to spread over here. What's the vibe with you? I mean, we've got so few cases. You, know, I I think most people in this country are completely unconcerned about it. And what about with you guys? Well, I think that the main the main thing is people are trying to get information about it right now, and and they are lining up. Uh, at hospitals and clinics right now to try and get the uh, the vaccine. And what a lot of the hospitals do in the health departments, especially in places like San Francisco and other cities, is they've stopped scheduling appointments for second vaccine doses because they just don't have enough to meet the demand. And I think that has really uh, upset the gay community and they don't want this to become just a a gay virus or something similar to AIDS like in the early days. They want to know that this can spread to other people, which it can, but right now it's just being isolated in this one community. Dan, I see um, Donald Trump is wanting the special master to review the evidence uncovered in the Mar-a-Lago raid. What the hell does this person do? Um, well, this is really a subordinate. Uh, it's, it's like an official who's appointed by a judge, and he says, okay, your job is to make sure that all these orders that I give you are actually followed and to oversee this this review, all this evidence that was collected in Florida. And this has just turned into some kind of legal kerfuffle right now. And what we understand is the former president is looking for is to come back with a better legal argument to uh, to have this this special master oversee all this. And if it's granted, we need to know what kind of impact this is going to have on, you know, reviews that are going to be conducted into this investigation. But this is the strange part, Heather, and not a lot of people have been talking about this. The former president asked for this review, uh, you know, a few years back, a similar review. Um, this time, though, and he got it, but this time he waited two weeks to make the request. Um, and he knew how far everything had come in this investigation. He knew what was unfolding. So that's kind of raised uh, eyebrows. Why would you wait this long into an investigation before you say, well, wait a minute right now. We need to get our, you know, our, our house in order. That's a fair question, I suppose. So um, I'm fascinated, but I, I love a little bit of hyperbole. And we've got some here, a um, referendum on whether to abolish slavery in five of your states. I wasn't aware that there was slavery. I, you know what, and I, th- that's what I love about this business too. I mean, you always learn something new every day, no matter how long you have been doing this. And, it, you know, this is something that I didn't know. It's been 150 years since slavery was outlawed in our country, but it is going to be on the ballot, like you said, in November. Oregon, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, and Vermont, I believe, uh, will decide on some amendments prohibiting this, um, slavery and involuntary servitude, except for work done by people who were locked up in prison. And so you dig into this a bit more. 
And you ask, well, if this has been outlawed for over a century, why do we have to vote on this? Well, it's because of the language that is buried in each of the state's constitutions. So this could actually change up the criminal justice system a little bit by making all work in prisons voluntary. And, uh, you know, we had this exemption clause in our 13th Amendment over here. It was basically a loophole, and it was used in the South, especially in the 19th century, to arrest blacks for vagrancy or other crimes, and then they'd be forced to work. So by getting rid of this, or at least the language in this, you're going to remove the chance of this happening again, or at least legally happening again. So, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, so, it, so it is a, a fascinating. So, Dan, the argument is basically they were going around deliberately arresting people in order to, to bolster the prison workforce. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was uh. used for a lot in the 19th and the 20th century, and that language was never taken out. So, you, you know, you, technically you can still do it. All right. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Dan Mitchinson, U.S. correspondent.